politics from a patriotic, no-nonsense point of view. everybody, welcome back to We The People. As always, I'm your host, Skylar the Patriot, and thank you for tuning in. And today's show, we're going to be talking about five things I think we all should focus on going into 2022. I hope you guys had a very blessed and Merry Christmas with your family and friends, whoever you gather with this special Christmas season. And I hope you're ready to bring in the new year. Uh, always a great celebration. And I hope you guys make this year, hope you make 2022 the year that you want it to be. I hope you accomplish all your goals all of your ambitions, your aspirations. I hope you guys get it all. And as always, I thank you for listening, subscribing, and supporting our podcast. And if you haven't already, you can subscribe and share this show. We're on every major podcast platform. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. And if you'd like, you can support us, and you can do so on our website at theunitedstatespatriotsociety.com slash contribute. That's theunitedstatespatriotsociety.com slash contribute. I thank you guys for all that you do and all of your support. We truly do appreciate it. Another great episode of We The People on its way, guys, so stick around and let's get after it. It's great to be back with you all uh, for another podcast. Another week has gone by, always talking about how crazy time goes by, especially this time of year. And as all of you guys know, this is my favorite time of year, the Christmas season. It's very special. It's my favorite for many different reasons. And now we're all doing this thing called making New Year's resolutions. And every year, so many of us all do it. And as we all know, it's not always easy to stick to and accomplish everything that's on our list, our goals, our resolution. A resolution always takes resolve. It takes that firm determination and perseverance to accomplish all those goals that we've set. And I hope you guys do exactly that. And I hope you keep these five topics that I'm about to share with you all on your short list as well. Because I think truly that they're very important topics for our society to focus on going into the new year, but also all the time. So number one is to recommit or begin to commit ourselves to God. And I want to give you a little bit of a picture here, a little bit of a scenario. And it doesn't matter if you've already committed to God, if you're planning on recommitting yourself to him, or you're planning to finally commit yourself to God. I want you to picture that God is always waiting, standing outside your door. And all you have to do is go to your door, unlock it, turn the handle, and just let him in. He's waiting there for you, even if you're not waiting for him. And he's the answer to all of our questions. God is the answer to all of our concerns, all of our problems. If you're struggling with you know, your mental health, your physical health, there's a solution for that in the Bible from God. If you're struggling with your relationships, solution for that. If you're struggling to find relationships, again, an answer to that. There is an answer literally to all of our problems just as individuals, but also as society as well. And I think it, it really will answer so many of our questions it's a guaranteed promise that God is in control. It'll answer our questions that we have, our problems that we have as a society, as a nation, and truly as a world right now. But we ignore that. We don't always recognize it. So we need to begin to recommit or commit ourselves to God because he fills our voids and our, our emptiness that we might have inside because he's the ultimate love and sacrifice. We get that through Christ. We know that this is God's promise 
of love and peace and joy to the world through Christ's sacrifice. He sacrificed himself for you even if you hated him, even if you currently still do hate him. He loves you. He only knows love and compassion and sacrifice. As Jesus had told the disciples, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for his friends. And with God, with Christ, life becomes easier. And I'm going to give you another situation. So imagine for a minute, for just a moment, that you're floating down a river on a raft, um, and the current is strong. And we're not talking like white water rafting or anything like that, but like you're on the Mississippi. This current is unrelenting and you're going to get to this destination, to the Delta, right? We all started in the same place on this river. We're all going to end in the same place. On the river, though, you have certain choices. You can go from port to port, dock to dock, pier to pier, you name it. Make any stops you want. Get a bite to eat here. Go over here. Pursue this journey. Go down this fork. You name it. But you also have the choice, too, is you can go try to go upstream. But this current is so strong, it's so unrelenting, you're, you're never going to make any progress doing that, trying to go upstream. You're going to stall, you're going to stagnate, and you're eventually going to float down that river and end in the same place that everyone else does. That river is life, and that current is God. So you see, the, the person who tries to always go upstream has this much harder, exhausting, tiring, hard, often depressing, and unpromising life. But if you float down the river, you put your trust in God, flow with him, walk with him, as we've heard in the Bible, your paths will be straight, your life will be easier, and you're going you're gonna to accomplish what you want so long as it is right and just by God. And it also, our faith gives us a, a code of ethics, this moral foundation for decision making. And honestly, if you look at our society right now, I think without question, if our politicians and even just everyday citizens were to follow this higher higher thinking, this higher moral foundation that didn't just come from ourselves, that one day we said, hey, this is okay, but then the next day it's not. So we weren't making our own, our own moral foundation, our own code of ethics, but we were held to a higher standard from God, this code of ethics, this moral foundation. If we all did that as a society and our politicians did, we wouldn't be where we're at today. We wouldn't see the murdering of unborn children. We wouldn't see murder on the streets. You know, this crime in big cities like Chicago. We wouldn't We wouldn't see things like that. We wouldn't see looting, rioting, burning, satanic uh, sculptures and, and things in our state capitol buildings like in Illinois. We wouldn't see things like that because we would have committed ourselves to this higher code of ethics, this higher moral standard as a society and at the individual level. God offers us that. And it helps us all be better people and helps the common good, which so often we hear the left talk about, but they ignore this. They remove God from our society, but he's our moral foundation. He's our rock. It talks about that in the Bible, too. And it helps us to set our priorities straight and to organize our time and our actions. And that plays into part two, which is to cherish and appreciate the ones that we love more. This can be our family, our friends, whoever it is, whoever it is that we, that we love and appreciate. We need to appreciate them even more. Because they've earned it and they deserve it. And, you know, you have situations where, I mean, if if the people who you surround yourself haven't earned your appreciation, then maybe you need to reassess who you're involved with. That might that might be a problem with who you who you hang out with, who you keep in your inner circle. Maybe the inner circle needs to be tighter. Maybe you need to reassess. But you also need to be willing to make sacrifices. Because if if these people that you love and care about are willing to sacrifice their time for you, 
You need to be willing to sacrifice some of yours too. Sacrifice some of your time. Learn more. Learn more about them because it, we're all going to run out of time. That's that's a guarantee. We're floating on that river and eventually we all get to that destination. We're all kicked out into the ocean. We die. So love and time are two of our most valuable, our most precious assets and gifts from God. Our life, our love, and, and time for each other. And time, we we run out of life. We have eternal life after. If we've done right by God, we have that. We have love. Even if we don't have a lot of it here on earth, we have it from him. But time, time's precious. We run out of it. So choose to sacrifice a little bit more of your time doing what you're doing and spend it with those that are around you. Because sometimes you get caught up in this cycle of working so hard so that eventually you can have more time, more things to enjoy the people who you love. You know, enjoy those things with them, but then you run out of time to do it. So take a minute, step back, sacrifice some time, and ask them a question. It goes a long way. It might sound interesting. What do you mean, ask them a question? Ask them a question just about themselves, about what they're doing. How was their day? How was their night? How, how was work? How was school? You name it. It's, it's not always about you. And a lot of times you're going to notice these people that you surround yourself with that love and support you, they ask a lot about you. But ask yourself, am I asking enough about them? How can I learn more about them? How can I show that I care more, be more compassionate? Because these people, at the end of the day, they're your support system. They're there for you when you're down. They're there for you in the dark times when maybe everybody else had abandoned you. They're there for you, and so is God. And they're the center of our ideology, and that's God and the family. God is a part of our family, and our family, ultimately, is with God. And appreciating family is defending something that Marxism tries to destroy. It's one of their fundamental goals, is to destroy the nuclear family. And why would they want to do something as awful as, as that, to destroy the nuclear family? It's so we have no support system other than the government, the national cause. They want us dependent on the state. And Democrats, the radical left, communists, they've been doing this for many years already. Look at the dependency on the state, the welfare state, the welfare system. Are people who live all their lives on welfare going to be as successful as somebody who gets off welfare and makes makes more of a living for themselves and pursues their aspirations, their goals and dreams? No, we need a society that does that. Sure. Should we have welfare in certain, certain situations? Absolutely. But we, we shouldn't encourage people to only stay on that. We want to encourage them to live a better life, achieve their dreams, their goals, and get everything they want. Better outcome. Another situation. What have they done? What have Democrats done to combat fatherlessness and motherlessness in our society? I was reading a study online recently um, about children who are living with only one parent, and it's a study comparing 1968 to 2020. And for the case of living with uh, the mother only, those children, it's the second most uh, common U.S. living arrangement to be living with the mother only, and that number has doubled since 1968. In that case, it's about 7.6 million, which is about 11% of the population, 11% of children lived with their mother only in 1968. And you, then you compare that number to 15.3 million, which was 21% of the population in 2020. So you have 11% living with the mother only to 21% living with the mother only in 2020. That's a big difference. And then in the case of the father only, the number of children living with their father only, although it was still pretty small, that has more than quadrupled since 1968. It's, 0.8 million, 
1% of the U.S. population uh, to 3.3 million, 4.5. So there's the quadruple, 1% to 4.5% between 1968 and 2020. That's awful. And you have to ask, has society grown closer to God and closer to family? Have we have we created policy that supports that, supports the family, supports God as being the center of that? Or have we taken that out of our lives? Have we pushed that further away? We need to ask ourselves that. If you look around, that answer should be pretty clear. But government does, believe it or not, they have a duty and an obligation to defend the American family because they work for us and we need to remember that. And number three, we need to love and appreciate ourselves more. This includes both our mental and physical health. And again, the government could certainly do a better job of this too, just like supporting the family. They can support our health, in which they claim to do, um, you know, obviously like through the pandemic, uh, claim to be supporting public health. But do they really? Because in my opinion, if, if they're not truly uplifting Americans and truly bettering public health, then they need to leave us alone. They need, they need to 100% just stay out of our lives then. If you're not actually going to do what is right and do what you should be doing, get out. Stay out of our lives. We don't need it. And it's probably better that way anyway, because it seems that most of the time, many things that the government is now touching, especially the federal government, which is overreaching, now doesn't even put us first. They, they don't even have our best interest in mind with a lot of the things that they're doing, those, those policies. But government has this duty and obligation even there, again, to defend our lives and protect us from enemies and from harm. And that includes themselves. They took that oath to defend our Constitution, defend our liberties, our freedom against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That's why we have this system of checks and balances. And that's why it should never and must never be abused. But... Are we seeing that? Yes. Great example is the pandemic. Horribly mishandled by these big bureaucracies and agencies. And they have weaponized it against us. That's why we hear people call it the, the pandemic online. Because that's exactly what they have done. Americans' mental health is in a severe decline since the pandemic. 39.1% of a spike in emergency room trips for potential suicides by children aged 12 to 17 in 2021 compared to 2019, according to findings published by the CDC. Think about that. A 39.1% spike because of the pandemic and because of their policy. Another, another fact for you. Over 30% increase in anxiety disorder for adults when comparing 2019 to 2020. So anxiety disorder increase 30%. Job loss, as we know, is associated with increased depression, anxiety, and low self-esteem and can even lead to higher rates of substance use disorder and suicide. During the pandemic, adults in households with job loss or lower incomes report higher rates of symptoms of mental illness than those without job or income loss. 53% versus 32%. That's the comparison. So what is this showing us? The lockdowns, the draconian mandates, the overall just bad and stupid, stupid policy, evil policy too. The schools being shut down, people are stuck in the house, people are out of work, financial hardships, bad policy in terms of you can go to the liquor store, but you can't go worship in your church. It's ridiculous. Like I said, that's just stupid policy, but it's weaponized against us. They're doing it on purpose. We can't think that they're actually just that dumb. But to us, we look at it and go, God, this is just stupid. Why? That doesn't even make sense. 
And why would our southern border be open if we know that 90% of heroin is seized along the border, 88% of cocaine, 87% of methamphetamine, and 80% of fentanyl is all coming through the southern border? Why is the border open? The majority of heroin and fentanyl available in the United States is smuggled overland across the southwest border. Why is it open? The CDC, this is now a consequence of that, reported that an estimated over 100,000 Americans died from drug overdoses during the period of April 2020 to April 2021. That's a 28.5% increase from the previous year. Why is the southern border open? And again, too, why do you ask Dr. Fauci? I don't even call, her, call him Dr. Fauci. Anthony Fauci. Why? Because I don't think he's a doctor. Why, when you ask him um, at a press conference, so why are the well, the workers, why are the people, the American people being mandated against? Why is this vaccine being mandated for them, but not for illegal immigrants and for these caravan of, of illegal immigrants coming to this country? Why is it not being mandated for them? He goes, well, that's a completely different situation. So they're playing politics. And it, like I said, bad, stupid, evil policy that puts you and I last and needs to be stopped. And it's all coming from the radical left and it's destroying our country. And it's having a very negative impact on both our physical and mental health. It must be stopped because we have to start prioritizing this, our health as a nation and at the individual level leading into this new year. Because if we do not, for many years to come, we're going to quite literally, as we're seeing from the from the facts, from the reports, from the statistics, we're going to quite literally be a dead society. America will be gone. And that takes me to number four, which is to learn more about American and world history. Now, this is something we should generally just do all the time anyway, but it's especially important right now. And why? Because it prevents disasters, destructions of uh, destruction of nations, tyranny, and oppression on a society, on a populace, on people. And particularly right now, what we need to be studying is the rise and the spread of socialism, communism, and fascism, what are its origins? How did these regimes, tyrannical regimes, come to power? What were the pitfalls that the people fell into and what we can do to stop them and what they might have tried to do that didn't work and what they tried to do that did work? Because now our country is 100% being invaded by these communists, by these Marxist Democrats who seek to destroy America and our American values, to which some of our elected officials either have themselves or support organizations that literally go to the streets and chant death to America. Why? Because they want our country to die and they want us to cease to exist. They hate America and they hate American values, our fundamental principles and our constitution. So we need to educate ourselves on our nation's history, our faith and our founding documents. And that's something that our organization, the United States Patriot Society, is working so very hard to do across this nation. And, and when you couple that understanding um, with, with the understanding of the, the pitfalls and what these other countries have fallen into, we can then know what we're actually defending then, which is our liberties, our freedoms, our founding documents, our faith, and how we're supposed to defend them and who we're actually defending them against. And as I've said many, many times, and I'll, I'll say it again, a well-informed populace is harder to oppress and rule over. That much is true. However, simply having the knowledge without applying it is not going to be enough to take our country back. You need to apply it and you need to get involved, which is number five. Become more involved citizens. Conservative activism in our communities is very important. There's never been a greater time or a more important time than right now to start getting involved in that. 
And we need to do things like attend our school board and local election meetings. We need to run for school board, local, state, and federal office. And especially right now, we need to run for state and local level office positions right now. Because, I mean, that's how we get these election audits that we want, that our country really needs. That's how we get voter ID. That's how we get election integrity. That's how we get election security and truly then no longer suppress the American people's vote because that's actually voter suppression, not requiring a voter ID because that makes the vote honest and accurate. And look no further than right now, perfect example, the state of Wisconsin, three people, all state uh, state level politicians, Robin Voss, Devin LeMayhew, and Chris Campagna. They're all holding back the forensic audit and they're lying to him. And we're going to continue to call them out until they do something about it. And what would happen if we were to run for state and local office? We can replace people like that and then have those things I talked about. Voter ID, election integrity, uh, the audits that our country very much so needs. No longer the lies that are being perpetrated and spread by uh, those state officials that I named off in Wisconsin and across the country. They're, they're what ho- is holding us back. And as well as then if you get involved with school boards, you can stop things like critical race theory and other left-wing indoctrination policies. And we can push for things like cameras in classrooms, which we should have after all. We are, at the end of the day, funding that system. We are we are funding it. They are setting a curriculum that we do not support, but our tax dollars still go to it. That's why we need things like school choice, and that's why we need to advocate for policies like that and to remove indoctrination from our children's classrooms and our college campuses. It's very important uh, because they're raising a, attempting to raise a generation just like they did in Nazi Germany. Guys, don't be fooled. Uh, they did this there too that supports this national cause, that they're rewriting history, burning the books. We're not literally burning books now, but when you censor information online, technically that's what they're doing. So we need to get involved with uh, with all that community activism. We also need to get involved with our churches. Again, Nazi Germany was, what did we just see too with the pandemic? They're removing our ability to go to church. They removed citizens' ability to go to church in Germany because they refused to go co-align their values with, uh, with Nazism, with the Third Reich. So we need to get involved with our local uh, churches. We need to start Bible studies, and we need to have weekly prayer gatherings, and uh, you name it. And anything involved with the church, with the faith-based community, together that we're networking is fantastic. And we need to stay up to date on current affairs. We need to watch the news as hard as it can be to watch the news. We need to watch the news, and we need to stay informed and keep each other informed, so we don't get ripped off, lied to, and abused, which has happened to the American people, hardworking, tax-paying Americans for far too long. And if you don't think our government is is going to do that or would do that to us, just look around you. Look at what has happened since 14 days to flatten the curve, and you tell me whether or not our government would abuse us, lie to us, and, and rip us all off. Because 100% they would, and they've been doing it for a long time now. And we also need to peacefully assemble and protest because it's our First Amendment right. You can do that by getting involved with community conservative activism. And if you don't like the direction that our country is going in right now, change it. You have the power to change it. Do something about it. Do something. Get involved. Demand accountability from our elected officials, from our school boards. Demand account- accountability from from everyone, from, from your neighbor. You should always be accountable for your actions, for your own actions. You should demand it from everyone in our society so that moving forward, we, we can have more prosperity. So we don't keep making the same mistakes. And you can only do that by learning from our history and holding yourself to that higher standard that we talked about earlier. And a huge, very, very important thing is you have to be patriotic and you have to be willing to talk politics and religion in public. Whoever 
coined that phrase, whoever created that, and whoever still subscribes to that, that you should never talk uh, politics or religion in public, that is absolutely ridiculous. Whoever did that is really, truly part of the problem, whoever said that. And that's what I think. I wouldn't be surprised if the government had told us to do that, because if we would not never talk politics in public, our nation would have never been founded. We would have never won the revolution. We wouldn't have written our great founding documents, and we would have certainly never have lasted as long as we have as a nation. So don't be afraid to talk politics in public. In fact, you have to. Talk politics, talk religion in public, and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Whoever did that was seriously 100% part of the problem. Do not be silent. Do not be afraid, and do not comply. Help build a network, an alliance, if you will, of proud Americans of proud patriots across this great nation that we love so that together we can build the future of our country that we want to see, the future of our nation that we want our kids, our grandkids, our future generations of Americans to live in. We the people have the power and we can never forget that. Get involved with conservative activism at the community level. Your country, the future of our nation, your children, your grandchildren, future generations of Americans are depending on you. So those are just a few of my thoughts. Those are my five topics and a few of the things that I think really should be on our short list of things to focus on going into this new year, going into 2022, which is important midterm elections we have. And I want you guys to let me know your thoughts and what you want to focus on going into 2022. And you can do that on our website. You can do that on social media. I want to hear from all of you. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing and supporting this podcast and our organization. And if you haven't done so already, you can subscribe and share our show today. And if you'd like to support us, please do so at the United States Patriot Society dot com slash contribute. I really genuinely thank you all for your support and your listenership. Until next time, God bless. I hope you have a very happy and blessed new year. And always remember, it's we the people. <laughs>